0: Greetings and welcome to Sisterly Soul Stories. This is Erica Dodson, and I am so grateful that you decided to join us again today. If you missed last week's episode, I encourage you to listen at your leisure, but I am incredibly excited about the guests that we have with us on today as we continue on with our summer series entitled, What About the Women? Exploring the Role and the Impact of Women in the Church Today. Pastor Hallie is the pastor of True Light Missionary Baptist Church in Houston. He is also the host of the Healing Pastor Facebook show. He is a friend to some, mentor to others, student of the word, and man of God. And I am elated that he joins us today. So, Reverend Hallie, welcome to Sisterly Soul Stories.
1: Hey, thank you. (laughs) Good Good to be here.
0: Absolutely. I, I am so excited that you decided to join us and that you accepted the invitation.
1: It's it's an honor and a privilege, a pleasure, really.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, for every guest that comes on, I like to first begin with the question, how are you and what are you doing to care for yourself during this very difficult time in our world?
1: Um, I'm good. I'm great. I uh, I tell people now, without going into any detail, before we get to detail, um, I'm I'm God's son, and mm-hmm. so I'm I'm good. Um, Romans eight and twenty eight said all all things work together for the good of them that love Him. my call according to His purpose, and so I'm I'm good. I, I'm great. I'm great. I'm
0: great. That's uh, good, and it it makes my heart smile to hear you say that. And, um, you know, there's so much toxicity in our world. You know, we are just um, hearing some devastating news uh, about students and teachers being murdered just at work, at school, just going about the daily routine. Um, There are new uh, pandemics on the horizon. You know, um, there's so many controversial things going on in the world. There's a lot of toxicity. So what are some of the things that you do to protect yourself against that toxicity that exists?
1: It ain't safe outside.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't
1: don't go outside. No, Uh (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, honestly, um, um, one thing that has really helped me um is therapy and i'll get into that uh, a little later but some tools that i've gathered from that and one thing my therapist says uh, repeatedly a lot uh, and i have taken it on as a mantra is um control the controllables you are only responsible for you Mm -hmm. You may be responsible to others, but you're only responsible for yourself. And so a a way that I handle and deal with it is to recognize I can't control anyone else's behavior, Mm -hmm. but I can control mine. Mm -hmm. Um, And this world of toxicity and uh, so much divisiveness and everything else, um, I find myself... Um, retreating to a place of peace mm-hmm. even in the midst of chaos by understanding that I can only control me. I, I can only control me. I, I can't control the person next to me. I can't control the person in front of me, behind me. Um, I have no control over the future. I can't change the past. None of that.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: um, and, and so I, I simply I simply try to control me. Uh, I put my faith, and this is on honest truth. Uh, my faith and my trust uh, in who I call Pop—that's that's the Almighty God—and uh, and, and the, the chips fall where they may. The chips fall where they may.
0: Yeah, that that's a lot of spiritual maturity, um, and because I know that. For me, it's been difficult, you know, Um, I naturally live in a space of angst. (laughs) I am just revved up, you know, and I've had to do things to kind of guard against that, you know, so like turning off the news and trying to, uh, you know, have ritual when I come home to just kind of shake off the day quiet time for myself, you know, readings and music that will just kind of bring me to a calm because when you see all the negativity, um, you begin to worry. Uh, But I think that we we share this and that we are very serious about our therapy um, and trying to implement those practices that our therapist lays out so that we can live healthier lives. And that is one of the things um, to hold on to is that you can only change you, and you can only um, have impact on on what you do and how you move and how you live. And so, I think the more you focus on you, the less the other things around you will, will impact you and affect you in a negative way.
1: Absolutely, I agree wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly. And I like, and I mean, I've found. Um... In and post-pandemic, I found skills and fell in love with things that I didn't um, necessarily do before.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So now I like plants. Um, Mm -hmm. I I love plants. And so Mm I find myself uh, dealing with my plants a lot. I've named my
0: plants. I was going to say, did you name your plants? (laughs) (laughs) What's your plants' names?
1: (laughs) amber just <laughs> stuff it. but uh but there that's that's therapeutic for me um mm-hmm. it, it removes me from the environment takes my mind off stuff um uh and i only thought about this because you began to mention some things uh, uh candles scents i love that now mm-hmm. uh it was it's always been and, and this is not manly in, in some circles, you know, but whatever. I'm trying,
0: whatever. To pick, <laughs> I'm
1: trying to take my sanity around here.
0: That's it. Listen, come on.
1: <laughs> so um, uh, being into scents, it, it changes the environment, you know. Yes. yes. You know, I, I don't want to walk into a, a stale smelling anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want it to bring life. Um, so that I might understand that I'm still living (laughs) and there's there's work to do so those are some other things that I do. Mm -hmm.
0: Appealing to the senses yeah um, to to bring life to to every aspect of who you are is is important to get to that whole space that we are striving towards. Um, So Let's just kind of talk. Let's just take some time and let's, let's talk about young Anthony and, um, oh. h- how your. <laughs> well, let's, well, you know, we go back as far as you want to go. back. <laughs> so let's talk about how your faith was formed. You know, how you came to faith and actually how you, um, came to accept your call in the ministry, um, and, and kind of where you are now.
1: Yeah. Um, so I was raised in the church, um, uh some might consider me a church boy um and and there was a time to be honest with you where i took offense to that Mm -hmm. but it's the truth i was my mother kept me in church um and that's where i was but i was i need to say this i was just going to church that story is exclusive to me, but um, that's where I was. So I was just going to church. Um, I accepted, actually, to be honest with you, I preached my trial sermon when I was 15 years old. Mm -hmm. There were so many things that had happened in my life, uh, uh, good and bad, uh, tragic and uh, triumphant, but they were all uh, things that led up to um, god calling me to handle his word Mm -hmm. i vividly remember i think i was around the age of 12 or 13 i remember and i'm going to call their names because i love them to death um, and they know i mean no harm or malice uh, behind this but uh 12 or 13 and lady by the name of yvonne miles and bessie decouette uh one sunday morning uh, one came from one way, the other came from mm-hmm. the other And they said, it's time for you to get baptized. <laughs> and and I did, you know, I, I did. Mm-hmm. Um, but I tell people, and I share this story with many people, I got baptized, but I didn't get
2: saved.
1: Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. I, I, I was just going to church. Mm-hmm. I was going to church. And I can say this now. Um, because and not just because my life didn't line up, I won't. Uh, uh, that's neither here nor there. I just know that there was no real experiential change. Yeah, there wasn't because mm-hmm. I, I I had not had a personal encounter mm-hmm. with God
0: for
1: mm-hmm. salvation to even occur. Yeah. Just, they just dumped me in the water that was it
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: and uh, and then here we are today that this man who's had tragedy and triumph who's who's tried the streets uh, who's done a whole lot of stuff uh, and and I'm here now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how deep we're gonna get in the story but
0: okay I, we got time <laughs> <laughs> it's your world, you are, this you, tell us about, tell us about it.
1: But I'm, I'm here now, and what I've learned um, is, uh, and you know the story, I'll share it briefly, uh, 2018, my wife died, uh, 2019, I was sick the entire year, uh, half of the year was hospitalized, uh, they removed a major portion of my intestines. And then 2020, the pandemic hit. Okay. and So I have been hit with life. Mm-hmm. And, and through all of that, uh, even a call to what it looks like to be saved and to be a child of God, and a quote unquote Christian or whatever else, uh, even that has changed for me.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. um i have never not thought of god as not being god he's he's been god
2: Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: but what has changed for me is he's no longer just a transcendent god he's an imminent father
2: Mm
1: -hmm. that's why i say i call him pop and Mm -hmm. i'm there's an intimacy there now that is, yeah. and And that shift occurred because he allowed life to happen.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Because he allowed life to happen.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I laugh now, I think you and I have spoken about this, but I laugh now um, when I think about individuals who are uh, so heavenly bound, <laughs> <laughs> That there's absolutely no earthly good. None. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I would braggadociously declare now mm-hmm. that I am saved.
2: Mm-hmm. Because he really saved me. I, I know he did. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I know. Um, um, the. the contemplation of suicide uh, the drinking myself almost to death um, physical sickness that that should have taken me out Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. loneliness through a pandemic I'm in Houston but I'm not from Houston I'm from Detroit so I don't have any uh, family here and having to really uh, battle some personal demons and then uh, not just personal demons some some outwardly demons that were're attacking um to really have to to deal with them alone not alone because I, I have access to or had access to some power but to physically no no person and no absolutely no close person to really deal with it um, I'm I'm saved. No one can convince me otherwise.
0: It's so powerful. Um, I think about my own journey, and I think it's in the valley. It's in the valley that you really get to know Him. Um, Similarly, I was a church girl, grew up in church. And I thought forever my testimony would be that he could keep you. <laughs> I thought that was it. You know, people have these uh, testimonies, y'all, yeah, in the world, and but you know that that just was not. And I just said, well, I guess I'll just say he can keep you. You know. Yeah. Um, similarly, until the pandemic, you know, it just seemed to all fall apart. You know, I was coming off of um, a child loss. I lost my dad. Lost my marriage. Um, loss of opportunity and time, like most people during the pandemic, and it was a whole lot, you know. Then I started to have some mental health struggles, and so um, that is when I had to really um, call on him for me. And there were many days that I didn't know right from left, um, in from beginning, life or death, you know. Um, but he carried me through that time. And so I'm a different person. My ministry is different. What's important to me is different. And I'm forever changed as a result um, of that, that Valley experience. And so um, as we move forward in in our conversation, I want to talk a little bit about that. And so having gone through all you have gone through, how has that change uh your ministry strengthening your ministry what's different ministry wise about you today
1: um what if i could sum it up in one word um one word it would be love and and then everything else will kind of filter down out of that um and then the next big word would be humility Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, through the loss of a wife, and kicking and screaming and yelling and crying and fussing and cussing and all other kinds of stuff, and uh, then the very next year, a major illness, um, and then in 2020, when the pandemic hit, Pop, God, Lord, Creator, whatever. We could you call him? Anyone calls. My calling pop set me down, and it was in those in that moment uh, where he said, "Listen, I I heard. I've I've been listening to you. I I heard you. I've been here the whole time. Now I need you to sit down and listen to me." And for me, it shifted me and changed me because and this is very honest and transparent um i was dealing with my own spiritual arrogance and self-righteousness church stuff you know and he said now i gotta check you Mm -hmm. Uh, cousin of mine he did 12 years uh, was incarcerated 12 years and he got out and he has a saying that Uh, I have adopted. He says a man ain't ready to be a man until he's ready to accept his charge. Mm -hmm. And so it was in that moment where God reminded me of the charges that were against me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so ministry for me has become about love and humility. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I often tell people this, I live my life backwards. Because I think about my wife a lot and some things that we experienced, um, I think about little arguments maybe that we had, and I say that was so trivial. It, it was unworthy.
2: Mm-hmm. It,
1: um, it 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 did not amount to a hill of beans. It was going to accomplish nothing. Yeah. Um, and so he had to. <clears throat> the word declares that a horse is prepared for the day of battle. how do you prepare a horse Uh, part of preparing a horse we know is breaking that horse you got to train and so what god allowed life to do for me in my estimation um is to begin to train the horse he had to break the horse though he had to get me out of what i thought i had to have my own damascus road experience um and so now, literally, I live my life out of love. I don't have any enemy You don't have to like me. And that's cool. You don't have to agree with me. Um, none of that. Uh, you, win. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: you win. Got it. You got it.
1: <laughs> um, I look death in the face two years in a row. Mm-hmm. I, I would declare three. And so I don't have time. Um, for any of the foolishness of life, I really don't, and people, some people can't accept that, and that's okay, um, but from a ministry perspective, it has really taught me love and humility, just, just love, I mean, and that's what we're, that's what we're, I believe we are called to do, we're just called to love. Doesn't mean I have to accept what you do, or like what you do, or agree with what you do. Any of that. None of that. But but it means because when I think about what Pop did for me, that's what he did.
2: Yeah,
1: he loved me in spite of me. Everything with your and me, and my my close friends, my brothers. We say that with your nasty self. <laughs> Your, with, your, with your wretched and ratchet self. Yeah. yeah. Loving you. And so I'm able to deal with people a lot different. That, that's one way that's changed me.
2: Love, mm-hmm. love, love
1: and humility. I'm, I'm not trying to win. I'm not trying. I am not trying to win at all. At all. Yeah.
0: Wow. So I think that what you say about love is so critical, especially during this time uh, when people are dealing with grief and pain, um, loneliness, as we alluded to earlier, um, and all kind of trouble and tragedy. You know, um, but also with all of those things, we're experiencing a shift in the church um, and the way we are doing ministry. Actually, and who is who is leading the charge in some areas. And more than ever before, we are seeing women, particularly Black Christian women, come out of the shadows and step into the forefront. And that's in, you know, preaching and pastoring and starting Bible studies and podcasting um, and more to offer healing and relief and even the invitation to salvation. But um, even though... (laughs) that is wonderful and unique and healing and freedom and life bringing everybody not happy about that (laughs) so let's talk about that tension and and why that is so
1: um well because traditionalism is hard to break right Mm -hmm. Um, change is always difficult and i laugh at this i really do um especially being a African American, Negro, Black, wh- whatever our designation is, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I think about it a lot from that perspective, and that the fight that we had to endure um, throughout as our tenure in this, uh, these United States of America, c- c- um, has been a difficult one.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But it, 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 and some people were accepting, and throughout history, um, there were some who said, This is wrong. But it took time. Um, it took time to change. And then there were those who fought it um, uh, from, uh, to be honest with you, from both sides. And so that, that's the same thing I see occurring with women in ministry mm-hmm. it's that fight that no, this this is not, this can't be, because we've never done it this way. Well, just because you've never done something that way doesn't mean that it's wrong, just mean maybe you need to give it an opportunity and see. And again, I'm not upset about anybody who's upset about it. That's your choice. And I shared this uh, on another uh, podcast, I guess it was, that uh, you know some doors are kicked open, some doors are pushed open, mm-hmm. then there's some doors that are propped open, and I love the propped open doors because God normally does that, mm-hmm. and when He does that, you don't have to fight for it.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And so let let me let me jump forward first and say this. Any woman who feels a call wherever in ministry, you ain't gonna have to fight for it. Mm -hmm. God's gonna prop that door open. Mm -hmm. And all you're gonna have to do is walk through it. But you gotta be ready, right? Um and, and that's that's life in general, whoever we are, whatever we're doing. Um, but that tension exists, I believe, because of traditionalism. Um, and can I? How how candid? Can I? Can I really? Go
0: ahead. Don't come. come. Go <laughs> ahead. It's just us here. Go
1: ahead. <laughs> so uh, it it often really. Um, It it throws my mind. It's mind boggling to me when I hear men declare certain things certain ways. And I have not always been this way. I literally just got here within the past couple of years because I had to whoop me. He had to prepare the horse for the day of battle. Um, uh, you often hear men say, well, uh, men, we're the head of the household, we're in charge, we're, we're in control. Well, that's cool, the Bible says, great, wonderful, I, I hear you, let's talk about it. Um, but as I read through scripture, uh, my one of my challenges throughout uh, the pandemic and even through my issue was to go through Proverbs, and I've been through Proverbs several times, several times. Now, each time I get something new, uh, but I think it was the second or third time that I went through, um, I, I journal every single day. So day one, Proverbs one, two, three, four, so on and so forth. Um, and that happens in days or months, I'm sorry, that have 31 days. Long story short, I get to Proverbs 31 um, this time and I have nothing, I can't write anything. I don't know what to say, uh, nothing. Uh, but I wanted to complete the task. So I finish out my day um, and I sit down and really begin to reflect and think and commune with the Lord, meditate. And it's just like you and I are talking right now. I heard the voice of the Lord say, no, you, you can't have nothing right now for 31 because you got 30 to work on. Mm-hmm. And what troubles me about men is, especially men who use the Bible you know, to subjugate, or anyone, to be honest with you, that uses the Bible to subjugate, but especially and in, in particular men, they are gonna hang me for this one, Lord. <laughs> um, but if you look throughout scripture, normally nine times out of 10, The behavior that is being corrected is the behavior of a man. So you mean to tell me with your nasty self (laughs) 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 that God in his infinite wisdom can only use you? Mm -hmm. Wow. Well well then let's let's go to the scripture then because I like the book. The book proves its point. Mm-hmm. It was the un the non basically committed wife of Moses who saved his life. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. So the word declares, and I, I tell people this now when I say, I mean I I could mm-hmm. I, Google it, Google it, check it out. <laughs> Google everything else. <laughs> um, but it was the, the anger of the Lord kindled against Moses. God was getting ready to kill him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was his wife who was not of the same lineage who God used to save him. Yeah. I mean get off your high horse, I, I, really, I'm, I'm serious, I'm serious. Uh, God can use who he wants to use. And, and I'm not here to debate who who God uses. I'm not here. That's, I'm not here for that. Anybody mm-hmm. who chooses to do that, that's their prerogative. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not gonna waste my energy on that. Mm-hmm. I, just, I hope that kinda helped.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. and. I I chuckle because um, Pastor Blake Wilson that also shared on the same topic um, alluded to the same passage with Moses and his wife. And and, you know, it's if you are a student of the word, if you just spend time, (laughs) if you just turn a page or two um, and not necessarily pass along these anecdotal thoughts and stories, I believe the Holy Spirit will reveal truth to you. And, and truth is liberating and he resides there. <laughs> Liberty resides in truth. Um, and so I, I just, I just um, sometimes am at a loss for how people are not willing, I'll say men and women, some women too, are not willing to spend time in the study of the word, but it causes this tension, this tension for women who truly feel the call of God on their lives and um, are existing in ministries that don't even acknowledge it. Uh, they don't think it's possible or that you have anything worth saying. Um, how how to overcome this tension? What do you say to women um, that are sure of, of their calling, but um, are laboring in this tension?
1: John? <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you feel that God has called you to do something, do it. Mm-hmm. Have a Nike moment. Just do it. Mm-hmm. Many people have been told, male, female, young, old, black, white, whatever the context of creed or color, nationality might have been, have been told that they could not do something. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But there was something on the inside of them that said you can. Yeah. you've got you just got to trust that what you've heard is real mm-hmm. and believe in it mm-hmm. and just do it. Is it going to be easy? No will it not be will it not be um, or will it be met uh, with some opposition? Yes. But what comes easy in life? Mm-hmm. If it's easy, it's probably really not <laughs> worth having. Yeah. And so I would say to any woman, um, if you feel that way, just do it. Um and, and understand, and understand this, understand this. Um, especially in African-American culture, we have said or we have highlighted pulpit ministry, preaching ministry mm-hmm. as the ministry. Mm-hmm. But there are a whole lot of things that we can do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But maybe your ministry, I, the area in which I live has several, uh, many homeless people and I see women out there, and sometimes, and I talked, some of them have, have, uh, uh, built relationships with some of them, but even mm-hmm. those relationships for me and them can only go so far because I'm a man, they're a woman. I don't know what they're going through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so here it is. Stop worrying about ministry in the building, in the church, and simply be, and I'm challenging women right now, Mm -hmm. Simply be a woman that is the church, Mm -hmm. wherever she is, Mm -hmm. wherever she goes. Look for opportunities Mm -hmm. to be that woman that God has called you to be, or you feel like God has called you to be. And don't worry about what anybody else says, to Hades with them. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm serious. And I live my life like that this way, because there are many people, you mentioned the healing pastor uh, that I do on Facebook. And there are many people who've challenged me on that. Oh, that's not church, that has nothing to do with church. And to be honest, my feelings sometimes get a little involved, but I'm free, man, listen. You don't have a heaven or a hell to send me to, baby. So bless your heart. May the sun always be on your face. May the wind always be at your back. May God give you his choices blessing. And I'm going on with what I feel like the Lord has called me to do, period. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I say that to any woman, just do, just do it. Mm -hmm. Just do it. If where you are is not allowing you to do what you feel like God is calling you to do, it's gonna upset some people out there, they gonna hang me, they gonna get me, that's all right. Uh, go find you somewhere else, love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hate to say it like that, that ain't the only show in town. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or maybe as I alluded to earlier, like us, uh, when early on when African-American, Negro, Black, whatever the designation was of that day, uh, when we had to go and start our own, start our own, banks, and I own this, and I own that. Maybe it's God telling you to go start your own. Maybe. I'm not not God, so I'm not saying that's what he's telling you. But I am saying you got to listen to that voice. And on that topic, that means you've got to be still enough. You've got to be quiet enough you got to learn to hush so that you might really hear what God is saying to you. Mm-hmm. My advice. That's just my two cents.
0: No, that's that's powerful because I think you're so right. We can get caught up on what's happening inside the four walls when we know that that's for us. You know, <laughs> we go to church to, you know, enjoy one another <laughs> and, enjoy, and, and celebrate the Lord together. But that is not the totality of our Christian experience. Um, That is not our ministry call. Our ministry call is to charge and bring others to him and that's in the world. And so there's many opportunity for us to um, be in places where folks need to hear the gospel and feel his hand and his touch. Um, through the words that we speak and through the ministry that we give. So I appreciate you giving that charge uh, to our our women that are listening today. Um, And along those lines, let's talk about how you make space for women in your ministry. I know it's a very special time right now at your church. um, So let's just talk a little bit about that. How do you make space and why is that important for you to do in your ministry?
1: Um, So during the pandemic, this kind of hit me. Mm-hmm. Because I am a man, I pride myself on being a man. I don't I don't know what it takes to be a woman. I have no yeah. idea, None. Yeah. nor do I want to know, to be honest. <laughs> <with you. laughs> um, but Lord kind of started, to, because I grew up a certain way, right? I grew up um, traditional Baptist. Uh, I grew up in one of those places where uh, women didn't wear pants to church. That was, you going to hell, sister. <laughs> and so, um, and all of those kinds of things. And so the Lord kind of started to deal with me um, and work on me through some things.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and, and one major way, and as I just stated, was I don't know what it takes to be a woman. I don't know what it feels like for a woman to carry a baby I don't know what it feels like for uh, a woman to go through divorce. I don't know what it feels like for um, a woman to experience uh, uh, woman stuff, you know, uh, monthly issue. I don't know. I don't know. Um, And so if I don't know those things, then certainly there are some spiritual things. Mm-hmm. that I may not understand mm-hmm. and so who better to speak to women's issues <laughs> than another woman right mm-hmm. and so that's what really began to open my mind for God to really stretch me um, it has not been without challenge I got some friends that totally disagree with it and that's good
2: mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. Um but so what I've done is what I'm trying to do is just provide opportunities um, for women to use the gift that God has given them. This is May. Uh, May is our Women's Month here um, at True Light. And so uh, I thought about it long before May. I said, Women's Month, women doing this, I'm going to get out the way. A major one of the major issues is people in a pastoral role mm-hmm. feel like it's going to diminish your authority, um, whatever authority you think you have um, as pastor if you relinquish some things. That that doesn't change who I am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, and this may sound a little arrogant, as a matter of fact, it may make me a little better. Mm-hmm. It may prove that I'm open to what God has. Mm-hmm. And so every week in this month, with the exception of the first Sunday, I preached first Sunday. That was Mother's Day. Uh, but next year, I'm going to say this. Next year, I'm not doing anything. I want a mother.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Guess what? I have no earthly idea what it feels like to be a mother. None. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. But I'll never
1: have an idea.:
2: Yeah.
1: So who better to handle a mother's day than some a mother? Yeah. Who's mature in the word of God? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My father, who's no seminary. And been to nobody's you know, school anywhere, but it's one of the wisest men I know. He says things like he talks in riddle and code a lot. Um, he says this a lot. He says, two plus two equals four. And so in my mind, I'm not a woman. I don't know what to think, how they think, but I do know that two plus two equals four. <laughs> so why not get someone? So all this month we've had some dynamic speakers. Um, they've done an awesome job. Uh, I'm proud. I prayed that the Lord would, um, allow me to encounter some different people and he did. And it's been a blessing. Uh, we had a great women's conference this year. I'm looking forward to a greater one next year. They asked me to be there. I told them I really don't want to be there. Um, uh, Cause I want y'all to. It's, that's y'all space. That's your. Mm-hmm. It's like the barbershop. shop. Don't be coming in our space. Let's <laughs> you know, we'll have our time. It's me. Uh, and so I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, and I, I want to do more. I, I would, I would let some cats out the bag, but I've got to be careful about some things that I say and do. Excuse me. What's sec Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm back. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I feel like this too. <laughs> Go ahead.
0: You good? You good? Yeah. So, um, I I so appreciate you uh, being introspective and, and transparent in your shares, um, and seriously, thoughtfully considering the needs of the women in your congregation, especially during this time. And so I want to thank you for uh, sharing with us today. And as we close, I just want you to share a word of encouragement to the women that may be listening, uh, whether they are um, leading in ministry, leading on their job, leading in their homes, but wanting to go deeper in their service to the Lord. um, Just share a word of encouragement to them.
1: it would probably be what I would give to anyone. Um, that's Psalm 1. And it, it, has, it, it says men, but I, I think it's all inclusive. Um, but I wanna, I wanna read it. Uh, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of the nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And upon his law doth he meditate both day and night he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water which bringeth forth its fruit in its season his leaf will not prosper Uh, stay committed to the lord that's your first commitment um i know i don't know but i've heard um that women are uh loving and so they put that love toward everything else, put that love toward God first and then love yourself and then love everybody else. And I guarantee you, according to the word, not my word, according to Pop's word, that whatever you do will prosper. Amen, amen,
0: thank you. Thank you so much, Pastor Hallie, for your time today. Uh, We most certainly appreciate the words that you shared and wish you guys very blessed on your ministry uh, and all that you seek to do. And I want to thank all of you for joining us again today. I hope that something was said to encourage you and enlighten you as you move along your way. And thank you so much for all the feedback we received thus far about the podcast. If there are any questions that you have for Reverend Hallie, please feel free to leave them in the comments or DM us and we will get back to you. Have a wonderful Saturday and God bless you.